0: Scott Richmond, the director for New York and New Jersey for ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, coming to you from the front lines. ADL is on the front line every day, fighting anti-Semitism and hate, and this show brings that to you from the WVOX studios in New York. At this time of year, a front line for ADL is our college campuses. As Jewish students start or return to universities, we worry that they will not be returning to spaces where they can comfortably be Jewish, ADL works with our partners on campuses as well as the administrations to ensure that those problems are mitigated. But the problem and the solution are much more complicated than that. Here to help us understand all of this is my friend and ADL colleague, Rabbi Ron Fish. He is ADL's Eastern Division Director of Anti-Semitism, Advocacy, and Education. This means it's his job to focus on campuses from Delaware to Maine. Thank you, Ron, for being on this very special back-to-school edition of From the Frontlines.
1: Thanks, Scott. So nice to be with you.
0: So let me get right to the heart of this, Ron. You are not only a professional in this space, but also a father sending his children to school. What is worrying you the most about campuses today vis-a-vis Jewish students?
1: You're absolutely right. I dropped my, my daughter off at college for the first time on Sunday this past week. And, you know, everybody's a little teary-eyed seeing goodbye to their kids and seeing them grow up. And the anxiety that we've all felt through the years is, of course, natural. But uh, a lot of Jewish families today are concerned about something else when they leave their kids at school. Will these kids feel comfortable expressing uh, their Jewish identity? Will they, will they feel comfortable being seen as and standing out as members of the Jewish community? Uh, or will they be forced to really confront the question of whether they'd be more comfortable hiding who they are? That certainly should not be the case in America in 2022. And we would hope that uh, universities and all of our partners will work together to support our Jewish students.
0: Help us understand what this means. Maybe give us some examples from the campuses you work with of how this manifests
1: itself. Well, to, to give some of the more stark and, and troubling examples, just this past year, within the past several months, we've had an incident at, for example, Rutgers University in New Jersey, where, um, where there there's a Jewish fraternity, A.E.P.I., uh, that displayed uh, an Israeli flag. Part of their identity, as is the case for most Jewish students, was identification with the state of Israel and feeling that that is a component of who they are. And these students were harassed with people screaming baby killer outside of the building. Just a couple of days later on Yom HaShoah, uh, the day where we commemorate the murder of the six million under Nazi Germany, um, that A.E. Pai house uh, was commemorating the day by reading the names of Jews that were lost during the course of the Shoah, and their house was egged. This act of violence on a day of memory and memorial is completely unacceptable. And while they were proud to stand out as who they were, uh, we're concerned that many other students on the campus were getting the message that you'd be better off hiding your Jewish identity. At Tufts University in the Boston area, um, we've had a number of challenges. Recently, um, the SJP, the Students for Justice in Palestine group, uh, called for a petition where every single student on campus was encouraged to sign a pledge that they would have nothing to do with, quote, normalizing Israel. If they violated that by doing things like attending a Hillel dinner or by participating in a Hanukkah party, they uh, were seen to be co-conspirators in their language in a genocide against the Palestinian people. This kind of targeting of specific local Jewish entities reached its apex recently in Boston with a mapping project in which universities and Hillel's and many other Jewish institutions were called out to be part of an interconnected network. This is the classic language of anti-Semitic conspiracy theories that see Jews as actors in the world to the detriment of everyone else. And this is causing an enormous, enormous danger for the Jewish community more broadly, and these students on campus feel it particularly as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, essentially they're saying, you know, if you uh, are supportive of Israel in any way, if you're connected to Israel in any way, then you are not welcome. Uh, and certainly that, that must be ostracizing for the Jewish community if the vast majority of Jews on campus do see Israel as a piece of who they are. So so what does ADL do in such situations?
1: We do a number of things. First of all, we are really grateful to partner with uh, a number of organizations and particularly among them Hillel Hillel International to address uh, a range of challenges to try to help lift up all of these students and um, I'm proud to say that I was just meeting today with the BU Hillel staff uh, in Boston uh, to help prepare them to prepare their students to address these kinds of challenges. Really, that kind of partnership is core to our act, to our act, action and our, and our work. We also have a range of programs, uh, and they're growing all the time. From programs which are asynchronous online programs where students can learn, to programs that are offered through Hillel and through other organizations, to programs that are often brought to the campus by the universities in order to teach about how we can confront hate together, and how we can push back against this kind of exclusion. Um, So we have a program called Hate Uncycled, which is specifically intended not just to address anti-Semitism, but all forms of hate. Uh, ADL, of course, stands not only to prevent the defamation of the Jewish people, but also to to work for fair treatment and justice to all people in our country. And so the Hate Uncycled program, like other programs we have, looks out for all of our neighbors, our Muslim neighbors, for LGBTQ plus communities and uh, and certainly for Black students, where um, where we feel very much a common cause in making sure that universities are a safe place for everyone.
0: Yeah, and I know we also work closely with many administrations, um, you know, to try and uh, and be their partner in this. Certainly, those programs are one way. Um, But, you know, there are limits to what we can do and and there are limits to what we can encourage the universities to do. Free speech really is uh, a very important limit there. Tell us about how that
1: comes into play. For certain. We at ADL um, entirely support the notion that the First Amendment guarantees everyone the right to free speech, even speech we don't like. Um, And, of course, there are times when such speech uh, is difficult And there are moments when that kind of speech really needed to be responded to. So our first instinct is always to say the best tool in addressing bad speech is good speech. So when, for instance, on the Tufts campus, the SJP uh, was calling for total abandonment of anything having to do with Israel, anyone who had any connection with Israel would be implicitly on a list of students that should be uh, scorned. Uh, we were noting the fact that this included groups like J Street, uh, which works for a two-state solution. This included in, uh, groups like uh, Hillel's own discussion on, on matters of peace in the Middle East. And uh, we encourage more speech primarily as a response to, to bad speech. But in addition to that, we think there are times where universities need to step in and do more than simply make a declaration that they support their Jewish students, they need to pointedly say certain kinds of speech are chilling and they tend to cause our Jewish population to feel harassed and excluded. And universities need to really speak up on behalf of those communities.
0: As we start the school year, I know you're planning a very special briefing on all of this on September 15th at noon for campus administrators and Hillel directors. What what is that, and what role can the listeners play in helping you make that successful?
1: This uh, program on the 15th of September at noon is intended for campus professionals, for presidents of universities, for DEIs, and for others who are student facing it's also intended for hillel professionals and the goal is to present these challenges that we see today and to give the resources of adl and hillel and other communities uh, to these administrators so that they understand who jewish students are it's really critical the deis directors of equity and inclusion which is a position that exists on nearly every campus now that they understand jewish students are, um, students like other ethnic groups uh, who can feel marginalized and harassed when their nation of origin is used as a pretext to exclude them from university life. You know, when people have an issue, for example, with China's behavior in the world, many, many do, that wouldn't make it okay to harass Chinese students on campus, God forbid. And so the same kind of protection is critical for our Jewish students. At this uh, program on the 15th of September. We're going to do uh, the best we can to begin these relationships and to work toward uh, a better future for our Jewish students on campus.
0: We will um, put information about that in the show notes. Uh, okay. And Ron, you know, I want to thank you not only for being on the show but really for the important work you do every day with campuses throughout the Northeast. Thank you, Scott. And of course, a big thank you to the listeners who tuned in to From the Front Lines, either live on WVOX 1460 AM or as a podcast. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or on Spotify to ensure that you do not miss a show. Just search for From the Frontlines, And please engage in these important conversations throughout the week by following me on Facebook and Twitter. My handle is at Scott A. Richmond, and our hashtag is Fighting Hate for Good.